It's great to be connecting with uh, Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Live for the first time in 2022. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Great having you with us. Thank you so much, Brad. Yes, and a very happy new year to everyone there. Mm. I'm sure many are disturbed about uh, all that's been going on, trying to work out what is behind and the real story behind the burning of Parliament at the beginning of last week on the 2nd of uh, January. And uh, it is worth noting that we have the oldest Parliament in the Southern Hemisphere. And Parliament in Cape Town has been operating since 1853. Wow. And uh, construction on this specific parliamentary building began on the 12th of May, 1875. And um, uh, Henry Barclay laid the cornerstone. He is the governor of the Cape at the time, and the first architect was Charles Freeman. And the presence of groundwater and other complications led to the architect being replaced by a Harry Greaves in 1876. This stately building, the Cape Parliament, was opened in 1884. And it's worth noting that this is the Cape Parliament. Mm. And uh, in 1910, uh, when the Union of South Africa was established, then uh, the Parliament building became the Union of South Africa building. But it is originally still the Cape Parliament. And uh, were the Cape to secede, it would still be the Cape Parliament and mm. the oldest parliament in the Southern Hemisphere. Well, a lot of extra buildings were added in 1983, along with the tricameral constitution under P.W. Berta. But the original parliamentary building has been designed as a neoclassical style with Cape Dutch architecture. But we've got to ask, what on earth is going on with this? Because many people in the English-speaking world know that uh, the 5th of November, 1605, marked the gunpowder plot to destroy the Palace of Westminster, which includes the House of Parliament and the House of Lords in London. Well, that was sorted with the arrest of Guy Fox and his associates. And to this day, <laughs> over 400 years later, mm. the 5th of November is marked with bonfires and the familiar remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason and plot. The attack on the parliament of a people is treason of the highest order. And the law of God states in Exodus 22 verse 6, if a fire breaks out and spreads, he who starts a fire shall surely make restitution. Well, what can possibly be behind this? And uh, the extraordinary thing is that uh, no fire alarm sounded within Parliament. The smoke detectors didn't work. The sprinkler system seemed to be turned off. And early on the morning of the 2nd of January, early on Sunday morning, mm. Cape Town Fire and Rescue Services received a call, not from Parliament, but from some passers-by, that smoke was seen coming out of parliamentary buildings. And so the firefighters arrived on the scene within six minutes of the report, and before any fire alarm had been made from Parliament itself, and before Parliament was even convinced to let them in mm. uh, to deal with this. And uh, fire and rescue services soon had five fire engines, 36 firefighters on the scene. But the fire had obviously been raging for hours before they were called, and uh, they had to quickly swell to 70 more firefighters, to, and the blaze continued to rage uncontrollable as uh, reported. Well, City of Cape Town member for safety and security, J.P. Smith, said, the fire seems to have started in the office complex on the third floor, the top floor, the offices for the ANC MPs, and gradually spread to the gymnasium. And by the time that the firefighters were able to really get the fire under control, the roof of the old assembly building had completely collapsed. The main assembly chamber was gutted. There were cracks showing in the walls. Mm -hmm. They fought the blaze throughout Sunday before bringing it under something of control 
But then Monday afternoon, the roof burst into flames again. Many officers were severely gutted. A lot of damage was caused to the new assembly wing, including the National Assembly Chamber. Now, the Minister of Public Works confirmed the sprinkler system at Parliament had failed to operate because the valves had been closed. Mm. The Minister could not offer an explanation as to who could have been responsible for this. I mean, this should not be something that's easily accessible. That's a major failure. The Mayor of Cape Town reported while the parliamentary library had some smoke damage, the fire had not reached the library, and at least that was safe, which is something to be grateful for. Mm. The mayor described the destruction of so much history in the building as a national tragedy. And the thing is, what's very disturbing is that reportedly there were no security personnel in the building at the time, as Parliament was apparently not willing to pay workers overtime during the New Year weekend, which, if that is true, is just extraordinary. The deputy president of the Economic Freedom Fighters, uh, Floyd Shivamba, announced that the burning of ponds is a wonderful opportunity for the relocation of ponds to Khateng. And uh, the uh, EFF have said one of their pillars is a one capital city. I think many people may uh, not remember why South Africa has three capitals. At the Union of South Africa 1910, it was determined that in keeping with Reformation principles of decentralization, the three branches of government should be geographically separated. The legislative lawmaking capital would be Cape Town with Parliament. The judicial capital would be Bloemfontein with the Supreme Court. And the executive capital would be Pretoria with the Union Buildings. And so this decentralization is a very good idea. And in fact, it's something that I know the ANC has been very unhappy with from the very beginning, uh, because uh, uh, right from the beginning, there was talks about relocating Parliament. I remember back in 1996, May 96, when I was summoned to meet President Nelson Mandela, the subject came up over the ANC's intention to relocate Parliament to Midrand in Gauteng. I questioned how such an extraordinarily huge expense could be justified in the light of his promises of housing for all. I mean, even in the 1990s, the money needed to build an equivalent structure would cost billions of pounds. The National Archive alone which is in the Roland Street prison, the old Roland Street prison, requires a colossal amount of floor space. Well, Carl Newhouse, who's a sort of a theological advisor to Mandela, who was present at my meeting with him at Canardendal, uh, has said that the present parliamentary buildings could be sold to help finance the move. <laughs> it, uh, actually, they can't. As much as Parliament sits on the ground, which was owned by the South African Freemasons, the arrangement had been made that the Cape government purchased the land for one pound on condition that if Parliament was ever to be moved, the land and all the buildings on it would be sold back to the Freemasons for the same price, that is, one pound. And Colin House was plainly shocked to hear this, but Nelson Mandela remained impassive and plainly was well aware of this provision because he himself was a senior Freemason. So very intriguing and very disturbing that we have this this fire at the very moment, the very week, when after Parliament has been in recess for 22 months, with effectively the government being run by a council of six, and here the first opportunity in 22 months when Parliament can evaluate and openly discuss and debate the conduct of governments under the lockdown regulations and all this, and the very week that the state capture 
documents are to be presented to Parliament and debated, and even a vote of confidence or no confidence in the presence was to be given suddenly, suspiciously, uh, at incredible timing, on a long weekend when the security had been given a week and off and so on, and there's no parliamentary security inside the building, and you have this fire. And so there are a whole number of people who said, uh, like an EFA member of Parliament and Lawsy, this fire is beautiful, whatever the cause, whatever the intentions, it's a beautiful fire. This is an opportunity to start afresh, to move to Swanee. Uh, don't renovate. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, move Parliament to Swanee. And it's a disgrace when anyone who can celebrate the burning down of Parliament obviously doesn't deserve to be an MP, said a DA member of Parliament, Dean McPherson. He said such people are a national disgrace. But there are those parties like the FF and ANC who want centralisation, who don't like a decentralised uh, three-capital uh, country. And um, they've put out an official statement about they must have the government synchronised, relocated, central location. And the African Transformation Movement, ATM, called for multi-party committee investigation of the suspicious burning of Parliament and the devastation to this historic site on December the 2nd of Jan, saying all is not as it seems, and they view the burning of Parliament with great suspicion, and we trust that this is not another calculated shenanigan to issue unnecessary so-called emergency tenders for refurbishment, private housing of the opening of Parliament, or an attempt to scupper the inevitable secret ballot of no confidence motion in the present, and that with infections declining and Parliament planning to resume as normal, only hours away from viewing state caption choir report, this fire is suspiciously convenient for many whose uh, evidences conveniently got burned up uh, in the fire. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things to look at as to why and how the sprinklers were switched off and how it was that the parliamentary protection service, the PPS, were not inside. Uh, and uh, so uh, we need to... And look at this carefully. The Bible says those who, uh, that we need to know the truth, and the truth will set us free. Mm. There's a lot at stake here, and this does seem that this could be treason against the people of South Africa, and it's so important to get to the bottom of it. And also to remember, this parliament does not just belong to South Africa. This is the Cape Parliament, the oldest parliament in the Southern Hemisphere. Thanks so much for that uh, wonderful insight from Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Here's to a really great weekend, and uh, thanks so much for your time, Dr. Hammond. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.